You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Thanks for hanging with us. The BGN Radio Instant Reaction Show. And instant reaction is probably going to define what we have. I don't know how lasting and deep we're going to get here on the final game of the regular season. Was bizarre, peculiar at times. It's finally over. And while some records were set, while it was important to acknowledge that, the real heroes, any human beings left in the stands, weathering the cold, brutal air for a game that meant absolutely nothing that at least the Eagles treated like, I don't know what the Cowboys were doing running their starters deep. Eagles had guys that were technically starters or playing starter snaps throughout the year because when you get deep on their bench, really on offense, you don't have many guys that could make plays. So it's over. 51-26. The regular season is over. Hanging with us, hit that thumbs up button, please. We appreciate any reaction that you have. Myself, Jess, Rachelle is producing. We'll get to Twitter here as well. And I think we all can collectively just move on from this one here. It was kind of crazy. I don't even know technically where to begin. There's no QB controversy to talk about. Thank goodness, like there was nonsensically after that Jets game. But it was. I I could have beat the Jets. Yeah, this yes, is a quarterback yes. controversy between you and me yes. after that game. We feel much better, and your point stands even stronger now about it being the Jets more so than anything. I, I don't know. I mean, why did the Cowboys have their starters in so deep in this game? It kind of felt like Mike McCarthy was just playing with fire. Eagles at least acknowledged that they weren't going to play a lot of guys. They didn't have to outside of Smith once he set that record. I think... I mean, at the of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the beginning of the broadcast, I think one of the first things they said was, you know, they asked Mike McCarthy about it, and his, you know, response was, and and I think actually, you know what? Now that I mentioned it, I think it was actually Ezekiel Elliott who who had the quote that okay. what made the most sense, which was, you know, when you're playing good football, you can rest your starters, and you don't need to worry about anything, any momentum or anything like that, but we have not been playing good football. So we really need to, you know, get our stuff together before we are able to just go into the playoffs, regardless of the fact that they're the, you know, the, the NFC East winners, which is pathetic in itself that they need (laughs) to be able to beat a bunch of backups to get their momentum going into playoffs. But, but that's the difference. The Eagles were on a four game win streak and they were, they're playing the best football that they've played all year. And the Cowboys are doing what they do in the December, January months where they fall apart and fall from grace from where they were to start the season. And that, that was the difference. Like the Eagles know what they are. They know what their identity is. They just had to get into the playoffs and they're playing with house money at this point. There were no expectations sure. for them going into the season. And if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you know, you, you pay Dak Prescott, you're paying Ezekiel Elliott all this money. You're giving, you know, you draft CeeDee Lamb, you're giving Amari Cooper all this money. You have an expensive offensive line who's starting to get older and your defense is surprising. You, you, you look at the Cowboys, like that is a Super Bowl expectation 
on paper. And if you're a Cowboys fan, if you're anybody that's surrounding the Cowboys, you're expecting them to be able to make a deep playoff run. And when it comes down to it, they're not that good of a football team. So they had to play their starters to try to get it together in order to not completely fall apart going into the playoffs. The Eagles didn't have that problem. They just needed to get in and need to be healthy. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will. And and I think the Eagles standpoint was like, all right, they chose to rest guys and not really take a shot at for better or worse, because look, the Cowboys made that decision with McCarthy. And you mentioned Ezekiel Elliott's comments about playing it all. So they took that risk of putting right. these guys out there. Nobody significant gets hurt, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, you know, lifting styrofoam on a bench and thinking like you put up 300 pounds and then it's just like, no, you, you haven't done anything. The Cowboys went up against backups. I don't know how lasting that's going to be now into the postseason, whereas the Eagles have struggled mightily in the first half against bad to brutal football teams and maybe just taking technically a week off, even though some of these guys were out there for a little bit. Smith was out there, granted, for the record. We understand that. Kelsey was in and out. But for the majority, it was backup city there. But you still had a lot of Rager. You still had a lot of Watkins. And I don't know. Some of that was just like, well, these guys need work. These guys need work. I'm thinking just... They may need work, and I understand that there's probably not a negative to getting them out there, but they're not deep at that position. And if you're still trying to compete in a football game, you may not have an option to go much deeper than those guys. Right. I was going to say, I don't think they have many more options than, you know, you get Devontae Smith out of there. That's a crucial thing to do to make sure he stays healthy. Nothing, you know, crazy happens there. But, you know, when you even when you say backups, some of these guys aren't even backups you know what I mean like they had some of the backup players in there but they had guys that this was their NFL debut like this was their first time setting foot in an NFL game those weren't even like guys that are suited up on game days that are ready to go in if there's an injury they you know unfortunately COVID hit this team last week they had a bunch Mm -hmm. of guys end up on the COVID list but they essentially used it to their advantage by not elevating anybody off that COVID list and using all of those spots to be able to bring people up off the practice squad who never would have seen an NFL game this season otherwise. So it's a bunch of guys who there was one funny tweet that was like these, you know, they need to get these, this game over with a bunch of these guys have night shifts at McDonald's. They have to make <laughs> that's, that's the reality of the Sounds situation. like week four of the preseason. Right. That, that's what it was. It was the preseason Philadelphia Eagles and congratulations right. to the Cowboys on your starters needing to get through the third quarter to be able to actually, you know, put up some points on them without them returning the favor. My God. No, <laughs> it was amazing to see this. And yeah, they're, they're talking about how this was on the broad. This game needs an asterisk all over the place. And if people asterisk. want to put an asterisk, right. And, and look, I'm willing to sacrifice Devonte Smith's rookie receiving record, at least with an asterisk next to it, because it was an extra game to sacrifice and throw in the big pot here. Like Dak Prescott, first time that he's thrown for five touchdowns, 51 points, the second most points put up on the Eagles. Like all of this shit needs to just take a back seat right here or put a big fat asterisk on it and be like, look, a, the game was an, an extended regular season, and B, nobody on the Eagles gave a damn about this football game. Even the guys out there, it was tough to find them. 
Right. And, and, you know, it's so misleading everywhere. You look at the, it, you know, the Bleacher Report notification is Cowboys crush Eagles. Zach's <laughs> career high five TDs takes down That's shorthanded true. Eagles. No, no. They voluntarily kept themselves <laughs> shorthanded. Like, they weren't oh. shorthanded and struggling. They said, here, take this momentum. You clearly <laughs> need it. Yep. Yep. Look, I, I think the the one thing, if we want to point to anything, right, and if you have one to ten things, then beautiful, but I, I don't know how much we can truly extrapolate from this one game, but the noticeable difference, and it's Minshew versus Hurts, I understand that, but you could tell even when Smith was out of the game, when it was still Rager and Watkins to a lesser extent, but there is a significant difference of how this offense moves, how any offense moves with a guy like Hertz in there. And it's really difficult to duplicate that. So I was even talking about this real quick before you popped on with Rachelle about how it felt like Minshew threw the ball 50 times or so. And I was thinking er, 33 attempts, it felt like 50. But to be fair, you can't replicate what Jalen Hurts does, and he was making throws throughout the season that we saw Gardner Minshew, especially when Devontae left. You just can't you can't uh, replicate that either. So it made me appreciate Hurts, I think, a little bit more today, especially with the backdrop of that bullshit with the Jets game. Not that I was trying to bring that up, but I was just using that as a little bit of a reference. No, I think it's a good point, and I think it. I, I think there are still a lot of people that are on that side of the fence with Jalen Hurts or are on the fence and are struggling, want to push themselves to be confident in Jalen Hurts, but have but can't bring themselves to do it. And unfortunately, it seems like the Eagles organization as a whole is is, you know, kind of in the same boat as that. So I hope if nothing else, if there was nothing else positive that came out tonight, which isn't true because you know the Eagles starters are healthy. Jason Kelsey kept a streak alive. Devontae Smith breaks the record. There's you know aside from the final score, which as you said, everything has a has an asterisk all over it. You know <laughs> there there's not much to really be like super bummed about tonight. And I think one of the highest things on the list. You're absolutely right. Is you see the difference that Jalen Hurts can make in a game. And while I understand that you know. They were, you know, five for five on the offensive line being completely different. I understand that they were, you know, they didn't they didn't have Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, mm -hmm. um, or even Boston Scott in there. They were using Kenny Gainwell and and Jason Huntley, who they elevated today. I, I get that there, you know, there were some differences there, but ultimately you also can you you see the composure from Jalen Hurts that he brings in comparison to someone like Gardner Minshew when he yeah. was very clearly frustrated. And I think that that frustration can rub off on the rest of the offense if things aren't going your way. So I think that, again, it's a lot of these underrated things that Jalen Hurts does that are things that you can't just teach a person to have, you can't coach a person to have, can't encourage a person to do, especially at the age of 23. And I just think that, he is so athletic and has so much talent that is untapped in a couple different ways that, you know, he gives you the best chance to win in a playoff game right now. And honestly, I don't see a better option going into the 2022 season next year mm -hmm. than Jalen Hurts. Just, you know, the plays that he can make with his legs, there were a couple times where that pocket was crashing down on Gardner Minshew. And, you know, you if, if Jalen Hurts is in there, that's... Yep. 
It's not happening. He's getting same, out. Same way. No, you could tell. You could definitely tell, right? It was like all of a sudden he has this burst, and then all of a sudden it's just it's just done. And he right. gets he gets back to the line of scrimmage. Like he had that burst to get back to the line of scrimmage, and then that was it. But yeah, you can tell. I, I know exactly what you're saying you there with Hurts, where he's gone. Even, there was a you know there there's like a tackle coming in at you. Or there's a linebacker yeah. coming downhill, and you're like, well, why didn't you just plant and cut that way? And then you're like, hmm, well, you can't do that, but Jalen Hurts can. Like yeah. Yeah. You're, you're spoiled. Like, well, That's why. Why didn't you yeah. juice that guy out a little bit? Oh, wrong right. guy. <laughs> You know, here's how I know this game was utterly meaningless is we're 10 minutes into this. The Eagles defense gave up 51 points and nobody has attacked Jonathan Gannon and called for his job on this one. This is a week to two weeks to three weeks ago. The entire show is about Jonathan Gannon mind. getting his ass out of here. Losing my mind. I mean, and, and then they kept talking about in the broadcast, they kept saying, oh, these, you know, these, these, these defensive backs clearly aren't communicating. Yeah, no shit. They probably don't know each other's right. names. Exactly they probably right. have no idea who the guy next to him is. They have absolutely oh no clue. Nick Sirianni no. wasn't even calling plays by the end of the game. Did you notice that? Nick yeah, Sirianni I think he just passed even, it off. He was just, you know, <laughs> guard, go in there and F around for the next five minutes and make make that <laughs> clock go down. Like <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Minshew, he's a vet. Go ahead. You call the offense. I'm going to go in here and talk to some other guys who have been on ice since the first quarter. Yeah. Exactly. I, it, it was – and honestly – if you didn't watch the first three quarters and just sit there and laugh, I laughed the entire time. My husband thought I was insane. I was just <laughs> sitting there cackling like an idiot because it was so funny to watch the Eagles offense just drive up and down the field on this supposedly great Dallas defense. I understand Micah Parsons was not there. I understand Trayvon Diggs was not there. However, right. Trayvon Diggs was there. I still think Devontae Smith would have had the record and probably he would have gone for a thousand. Yeah, I think Smith, it's fair to say that, right? But, you know, them going up and down the field, them, you know, being able to get stops on this, you know, firepower of an offense, it was funny. It was really funny to me just watching yep. it happen because it's this <laughs> Super Bowl contender that everybody wants to talk about. America's team, Super Bowl contender, struggling to put up points to start against, you know, you need three quarters to put up points against a bunch of guys who were elevated from the practice squad this morning. That's sad. Honestly, I'm, I'm shocked they went. I'm shocked they started. I'm shocked they played at all. I figured that as soon as Nick Sirianni sat Hurts and the idea was that Kelsey was going to come out there for that snap, extend the streak, and then, as you mentioned, just go to five twos, really backups for the offensive line, although that's a fluid statement as well as much as things shift. But mainly the point is five non-starters at the game. Once we saw that, look, Devontae Smith was only out there like Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, guys out there for individual things. But I thought once Nick Sirianni made his decision to not start Jalen Hurts and then ultimately the line, that was going to make the ripple effect decision for Mike McCarthy. And then when I'm like, all right, well, you know, McCarthy's got that thick-headed old-school mentality where guys have to play. I'm thinking, all right, maybe we'll see a quarter. The fact that we only saw one attempt from Cooper Rush in this football game, it, it made no sense to me. And look, I'm not, nor was I, wishing or hoping somebody got hurt so that, you know, we could spite McCarthy. But it just... It felt like it was just so unnecessary. And I know we talked about that, your statement when we began the show, kind of about how they had to play big in order, you know, to get all these backups. It just felt like there was so little reward 
for this risk. So, all right, you want to play him the first quarter? I get it. You want to play him even the first half? All right, deep sure. into the game, McCarthy looked like an idiot, in my opinion. It just, I just, I don't know. He looked like he was just stuck to this nonsense. Sorry. Yeah, no, he does a good job of that, making himself look like an idiot <laughs> yes. a, a lot. Maybe I'm used to it. Yeah, that's what it is. He just does it all the time. And, and you know, it, my, my thought process was, you know, I, I get that they wanted to keep the momentum or get their momentum. I get that. Um, the Eagles also wanted to keep their momentum when they went to the Super Bowl in 2017-18, and they watched Nick Foles crap the bed for a drive against <laughs> Dallas and then said, yeah, we've seen enough. We'll take our chances when we see you know whatever team in a couple weeks, and they went on to win a Super Bowl. So I get the momentum thing, but also it's way more important for just to have everybody healthy and know that however they left the game, that's how they're going to start the game, if not in yeah. a better position when you start playoffs instead of, you know, you're right. I, I It felt dangerous and it it concerned me for them because you don't want to see anybody get hurt and you, you just don't want to see that. And you, you're, I thought, you know, all the way to the fourth quarter was really playing with fire. Made no sense. And ultimately, in looking back at it, what? It's to get Ezekiel Elliott a thousand yards. It's to get Dak Prescott his fifth touchdown, which, and again, every team, every coach to each their own. I understand that. But so much of this, and look, and I have to be transparent here, even on our end with Devontae Smith being out there for that record. There's a little bit of, dare I say, hypocrisy in the whole, everybody needs to rest, everybody needs, like, look, you're mending an ankle injury and you lead the rushing attack in the NFL that's the most dangerous. I understand that. You should probably sit. But a lot of this, I think, around the league, week 17 and now in this year, week 18, so much of this is built up like, oh, everybody's got to sit, everybody's got to sit. Then all of a sudden you look and think, Hmm, well, this guy's got a $150,000 accelerator in his contract, a half a million. You know, there's so many different little bonuses that guys will play for. Zeke here with the thousand yards. It's just kind of, look, I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, but it's just kind of funny how that whole thing plays out where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit the guys that aren't in any like danger of missing out on money for right. any type of accelerator. And you have to think that like, the guys who were on the line about it had something to say, right? Like, yeah, I would think so. I, I would like, hope so. Rihanna's not going to say, Jason, you're not playing. Like right. he's going to say, you want to, you want to make sure you keep this streak alive. Yeah. <laughs> put me out there for a snap and yep. then I'll, and then I'll come out, whatever. Devonte, do you, do you want to get this or, or are you okay? You know, come out, put me in there. They, they took his helmet from him at one point. He tried, he kept going back <laughs> I in. Remember they were that, like, yeah. Get, give, no, stop it. Get out of here. So I, I think it, you know, also comes down to the player in some capacity. Um, but, you know, I just thought what, you know, if they were trying to get Zeke to 1,000, fine. If they wanted Dak to break Tony Romer's record, fine. But it really did just, it, it felt dangerous. And if I was a Cowboys fan, I would have been uneasy. Yeah. And, and what are you celebrating? Right. You're celebrating. It's not like Strahan Favre-esque, but you're closer to that than you are like this legit record where it was right. achieved under proper circumstances where the other team was even, even fighting back. Like, are you are we celebrating knockouts where the opponent is willfully tying their hands behind their back before the fight? Is that what's happening now in Dallas? 
I mean, I guess if the, I, I, it, it seems less like they're celebrating like, oh, we just hung 50 on the Eagles. Like, I think, it, you know, well, I would hope people have enough wherewithal to be like, yeah. I would well, hope so. The broadcast, I, though, was pumping everything up. Yeah. <sighs> I have about had it with every broadcast crew in the <laughs> NFL. They, it, it's painful to listen to at points. At, at least, I will say, I really like Lewis Riddick because he made several points referring back to previous games that they didn't call. They only had them for the one Monday night game in Dallas. Yeah. They There were a lot of references made back to games which showed that he actually knew what he was talking about in terms of the Philadelphia Eagles. Nobody else. Like he made a couple references to, you know, how poorly Jalen Hurts played in the Giants game, but then it, you know, still had them in it at the end. And Jalen Rager had a brutal kind of last couple, you know, moments, blah, blah, blah. But so at least, you know, he knew what what's going on and he knows what he's he's talking about when he opens his mouth. The rest of them just say things and I it, Yeah, I mean Steve Levy had an opportunity to defend our region and not reduce us to a living, breathing cheesesteak. But of course, the conversation comes into, well, cheesesteaks, and, and there are like tears to it. You either have to come out and full-on defend where we are and say, look, there are so many more things you can get that are both native to the area and also people who have come from all over the world and now refined a cuisine in Philadelphia. Or you go like, well, I'm going to go outside the box and say, I get my cheesesteaks in Delco. Like, man, come on, please. <laughs> I actually missed that. When did that happen? I I, so, it, it, you know what? I It was probably, I think, third quarter, maybe something along that. Yeah, they were talking about states. Clearly, I have just, I just yeah. them out when they start talking about dumb shit like that. Clearly, well, you I know, it's the opposite for me. I think I tuned the game out. And when it was something like completely bizarre, exactly. My brain was like, hey, pay attention to that. <laughs> That's hysterical. I totally missed that. That's funny. Yeah, I just don't understand why. I mean, everyone just it, it it's <laughs> it's it's the Eagles and the the Philadelphia fan base as a whole has been reduced to this one thing as a team, one thing as a Philly area, one thing as a fan base and no one seems to want to want to break from that and it at this point it kind of is what it is and I'm just I'm just sick of by the end of every NFL season, I'm so tired of listening <laughs> to announcers. I cannot wait yep. to move on. It's worn down. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, we should check Twitter here. Rachel has been scouring social media 
fine reaction here. Three words to, and look, I don't know how much of this is going to be specifically from this game or maybe people just reacting to the season. But if they are reacting to this game, hopefully, and I say operative word here is hopefully that they're taking this game and understanding it in context and not going crazy about a 51 to 26 loss. I've already counted. I think I saw who cares 10 plus times in counting. Okay. Like still coming That's good. In. I'll take those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, you know, framing them, phrasing them in different types of ways, but more majority of them are saying like, who cares? Okay. Turn the page on to the next, like it's playoffs time. So yeah, pretty good. Nice. Is there any fires? Anybody fire John Gannon? Nick Sirianni doesn't know what he's I've doing. Seen nothing. I, saw, I saw something about Jason Huntley. So that was positive. I've seen a couple uh Jalen Hurts QB one, but I haven't seen anything about Gannon. I haven't seen anything about Sirianni. Great. No quarterback controversy. Look, I, I bring this stuff up, not because I want to talk about it, but just because the, it seemed like we're moving in the right direction now where like the last couple of weeks we had an outlier, a straggler, right, or two. Now we don't have anything. We've totally cleaned this up. This is impressive. Very. Collectively, everyone's on the same page. This didn't matter. No one cares. Yes. Someone <laughs> You can fire J.J. Ortega-Whiteside out of a cannon, and yeah. that's about it. <laughs> JJ, of all people, right? Of all games, like the opportunity to do something. There was nothing bad said about him for 16 games, right? Like we got through 16 games with nothing but positivity about his special teams play, the way that he, you know, he he blocks through the whistle, all all positive things, right? He had a couple like last minute drive saving catches here and there. What was like two or three catches this year? He has he has it's his moment. This is your opportunity for your moment, your defining moment of your yeah. season, and you fail. Nothing, yeah. and it was worse than it initially. It looked like it hit him, like he had it, and then lost it. He just whiffed. I put it like he just let it go. Like, what are you doing? Completely. This is your moment. Yeah. This is your chance. <laughs> it looked like he didn't even want it. Yeah. No. It's a good point. Oh God. If I can be, if I'm going to be angry about one thing, it's that. That's what yeah. I'm about. That made you're me allowed to. That's there, the only. There's thing. an allotment of anger each week that you're allowed by all means. I think that collectively scrolling through Twitter was the one thing that I saw everyone <laughs> mad about. Everything else, people were people. Same thing, just laughing, just like this is hilarious to watch. It's hilarious that the Cowboys have to try this hard, and it's really entertaining to not care and know I'm not going to feel terrible about this after, and it's not going to keep me up all night, and it's not going to bother me until next Sunday but that made everybody mad. And there That's were so it. many bright spots. So, I mean, we were able to find bright spots. Milton Williams was completely balling mm -hmm. today. Somebody just tweeted oh. out happy for Devonte. So there were bright spots, even though the score, you know, but at, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, Will Williams, right. Two sacks in a year. Jackson had a sack game. Well, I know you had the touchdown here. McManus, Tim McManus tweeted this out a little bit earlier, but it, you know, him, Gainwell with the six TDs, Landon Dickerson starting this year, Devontae Smith, the number one guy breaking it as as much as people have dumped. And look, I'll raise my hand because I'm one of them. 
on Howie for the inconsistencies, the ups and downs, and whoever they want to say is responsible for this draft or not. It's nice to see guys immediately make an impact in a year and not have to have that conversation of, well, you need three years to see a draft class, et cetera. Like we're seeing signs, DNA in each one of these guys that they at least can play in the NFL and not in like a rotation standpoint. I mean, like play out there in quality snaps. Pretty good year for the rookies. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to pose a question to you that was talked about a lot on the Mike Missanelli show this week. And it was an interesting question. And because there is, there are a lot of people that are saying, okay, well, we need to give Howie credit. Even though we crapped all over him for a year, we need to give Howie credit. And okay. Ty Johnson made a great point. And he said, if I am a fireman and I light someone's house on fire, but I then go and put out the fire, why do I get credit for putting out the fire that I started? And followed it up by saying, like, if I were to come to your house and shoot you, but I am a surgeon, so I shoot you, but then I save your life, do I get credit for saving your life, even though I'm the one that shot you? All he did was clean up his own mess. He's yeah. the one who made this enormous cluster in the first place. Mm-hmm. And all he did was have to work his ass off to clean up his mess. All he had to do was not screw up drafting Devonte Smith. That was yeah, all. I, I understand. I how does winning the Super Bowl factor into the analogies? Because I I think that there is something. Now look, I'm not I'm not going to and and I I want to preempt this because not you or Rachel in this conversation, but I I could sense like the chat and repeat when it gets posted here on Twitter. Shander's out here defending Howie Roseman. No, 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 no. That's not the case, okay? I'm not going to get painted in this corner ahead of time. So let me preemptively say that is not the case. That is not the case. I think we, okay, so here's what I'd say. And this is not a cop-out by any means. This is a reality. I don't know if we found, like, not even Sam Hinkie had the job security that Howie Roseman has. So I think what happens is we get tired of constantly having to remind ourselves that, well, Howie's here because of the pictures he has on Lurie or Howie's here because of the connection that Lurie has or Howie's here because Lurie can just get his bidding done and he doesn't have to retrain anybody new coming in, et cetera, et cetera. And that ultimately extends his life, right? Like Howie's got nine lives and you're right. He's purposely almost walking into a bus to end a life knowing that he can bounce right back and and so so I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question because I'm just as furious and as frustrated with the misses. And I recognize that it goes far beyond the draft. The fact that there's a culture that Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, Jim Schwartz all wanted to get the hell away from and how he was behind fostering that. So, yeah, I, I mean, there are a lot of negatives and a lot of things that I don't like about the idea of Howie Roseman running this team. But at the same time, I think I just have to be honest with it as somebody who has been ultimately critical of the guy the hits have seemed to work and even if he backdoored and and fell ass backwards into it look the team fell ass backwards into some really good circumstances this year and took advantage of it taking it you know beating the shit out of really bad teams so i don't know some of that is the nfl but i don't want to take away and soften your anger towards howie roseman either jess that's not my goal here my anger stems from i will absolutely give him credit for building that Super Bowl team, 100%. I also am going to give the majority of the credit to Doug Peterson 
and the rest of the That's coaching fair. staff for making sure that with seven individuals on IR, seven starters on IR, including the quarterback that almost won the MVP that year, a Hall of Fame left tackle, the best linebacker the Eagles had seen in an Eagles uniform in years was on that list as well. The Who else was on there? The punter was on there. <laughs> like, there, there were – oh, no. That was – um. Jake Elliott was a rookie that year. The, who was supposed to be the kicker that year? Some Alex Henry, maybe. Yeah, it was. I think it was that year, and the he got hurt in, from Henry. Yeah. yeah, and he got hurt maybe in preseason or first week of the season or something. Jake Elliott was the one who had to come in, and he made a, a hell of a couple kicks that season and in the Super Bowl. So, yes, I give Howie credit for getting you know Alshon Jeffrey was a great signing that year. Legarrette Blunt on the one year deal was fantastic. Chris Long was fantastic. Those signings were great. What then happened was it was. Well, well, I, I got us the Super Bowl. I did mm -hmm. it. And that's where it started to fall apart. It's the ego that after the Super Bowl, that's when things started to fall apart. And you're exactly right. It's the culture that started to build and, and, you know, all of those things. And you're, I think you have a great point with Jeffrey Lurie, not having to train anybody else, someone to kind of do his bidding for him. But, you know, all he had to do was not screw up drafting Devontae Smith, right? That yep. was step Absolutely. one. Absolutely. And with, with Landon Dickerson, you know, obviously he's played well, but when you look at that draft pick, was it actually a smart draft pick knowing this guy has multiple repaired ACLs, two ankle surgeries as well? And, you know, we hope that going forward he can stay healthy, but we still don't know, right? So you're looking at what they are now. You're – with the head coach that Jeffrey Lurie wanted because Howie Roseman wanted Josh McDaniels. And you're with the quarterback that Jeffrey Lurie is the one who pushed for to start. Jeffrey Lurie is the one who pushed to put him in over Carson Wentz and pushed to have him as the starting quarterback. So those were two Jeffrey Lurie decisions that Howie Roseman had to go with, didn't have a choice. And when it comes down to it with this season, the Eagles were two and five. Howie Roseman isn't the one that said, okay, here's how we're going to adjust the offense to make the team win. No, that was Nick Sirianni, the coach who Howie Roseman didn't want to hire in the first place. He wanted the other guy. So I give, I'll give him credit in terms of salary cap. He's fantastic at working with the salary cap and making all that work. Evaluating talent, he is an idiot. <laughs> Well, we got a lot today out of this game and, and conversation. I'm pretty surprised here. I was thinking, I, I even asked Rachel ahead of time if we had a minimum quota here, but this was pretty juicy from you know looking at the game itself, the season, nice little Howie Roseman conversation here as well. And now we get to head into the playoffs. Not bad. So excited. Yeah. Who do you want to see in the playoffs? If you had your choice. Not Brady. Not Brady. I, I want so here's my answer to this, and, and I'll be brief so you all take as much time as you need. But I I'll just defer to the quarterback, right? Matthew Stafford has very limited experience in the postseason. He's prone to make a mistake versus Tom Brady, who you're shocked when he sees when he makes a mistake. And look, all the guys that are down, etc. Look at the talent that he's averaged around him in New England. This guy can wake up and not know his teammates and be fine throwing the football so absolutely give me Matthew Stafford if that's the possibility yes please I'm with that if there's an option between Brady or Stafford if that's the who the question is between I I would prefer Stafford of course 
Wouldn't it just be so sweet to knock Brady out, though? Wouldn't it just be so wonderful for the Eagles to do that once again? Be careful. Now, technically, the this could play out, right? Is there any other option after this outside of, of those two teams? Because San Fran wins, they're in. San Fran loses, New Orleans wins. Eagles get bumped up to the sixth seed, and then New Orleans comes in at the seventh seed. I don't think so. I don't think there's any other. So they're either six or seven to start off going to – Right now, again, the only thing that could change would be if the Cowboys. So technically, the Cowboys could move up to the two seed if both the Rams and the Bucks lose. So, could, so we could see it would be Brady, Stafford, or or Dak, or Dak. Again, I actually. So that was the one thing I actually would have liked to see tonight. I would have liked to see a quarter of both teams starters because I do want to, I would love to have seen tonight how this version of the Philadelphia Eagles matches up with the Dallas Cowboys as opposed to week three version of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, The offensive game plan is, was still pretty much the same as we've talked about. They just, you know, plucked in a different quarterback. You know, I think that could actually be a be a good game. It's hard to beat the same team twice in a year, let alone three times. Um, I, yeah, I think Brady's probably the last person you want to see there, but I think you would probably you it would probably go Stafford, Dak, Brady. Of Just, like yeah, I mean, okay. So this, let me throw it back at at both of you then. Definitely from a football standpoint. There's Jess's question, which is which team would would you want to see versus not want to see? But to kind of tail your point there about satisfaction of knocking out Brady, you've got the satisfaction of knocking out Brady or in this bizarre hypothetical where both the Rams and Bucks lose, Cowboys have won, you could knock out Dak. So I'll give you the Cowboys or Brady. I'm going to go with Brady. I both I would be I would be absolutely relentless. <laughs> I would be an insufferable human being to deal with in either situation. You got to choose one. Give us one on the way out. I really do think it would be sweeter to knock out Brady. I do. I do. Yeah, Just because he is still playing so well at his advanced football age. It's unreal what he is just able to do week in and week out and just make it happen and turn it on and just carry to it's it's unbelievable and ever since beating him in the super bowl i can allow myself to actually respect him and not just completely despise his guts so now i just respect everything he does and i it it just you know if you you want a best you gotta you want to be the best you gotta beat the best yeah rachel said brady too i said brady yeah yeah but knocking yeah. out the Cowboys would not feel good. That would be amazing. No, I, I get it. <laughs> There's no wrong answer. I, I understand yeah, that. I understand exactly. That. All right, no. so we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Look back at the game. Look back at the season. So it, it definitely make sure you hang with us as soon as the game is over, whoever they play. I will say this on the way out. I don't know how familiar everybody is with the score Agami, but this was a unique score. So if there is one thing we can look back at, it's the first time in the NFL that a game has ever finished 51 to 26. And the Eagles are on some bizarre side of history with that there as well. So take that for what it's worth. Sure.
Right. Just another weird thing you could bring up on a Tuesday or Wednesday in the playoff conversation. You're welcome. We'll see you next week. Hit that thumbs up button, please, if you haven't already. Thanks again for hanging with us. And enjoy the week. Playoff week coming up next. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.